It is well with my soul, and I pray that it is well with your soul as well. As we seek after the Lord today, may we hear clearly from Him. As we seek to have Him lean into our lives through His Word. It was on Good Friday that I received a call from a really good friend of mine, a friend of long standing, letting me know that her mother had recently died and that they wanted me to do her funeral. I had known this family for years. We were together at Butchel and then again at St. Paul. My friend's mom was a wonderful lady and a great influence upon my life. The COVID-19 restrictions had all but kicked in. The funeral service, which was held a couple of days after Easter, was different than any I had ever done. Upon arriving at the funeral home, I soon realized that there would be uh, uh, three people in attendance, four if you include me. The three people in attendance were my friend's uh, uh, three children. The seats were six feet apart. I stood by the casket and shared of hope in Christ. Again, it was just a couple of days after Easter, so it was uh, great to be able to share that great message again. We also took time to celebrate uh, my friend's great life, and indeed she did leave, uh, lead a great life. The sorrow and grief was very much real that day, highlighted all the more by the fact that there were only uh, four of us there. During any other time, that place would have been packed. I read from John 14 that day. It was more than appropriate. John 14 is that great passage where, where Jesus offers hope and promise of the eternal life that is, that is for those who so believe in Jesus. Let's hear that passage right now. We read from John 14, verses 1 through 4. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I, I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And so this is God's word. May it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us not only as we hear this word read, but as we make effort now to take our lives and apply, apply them to it. Jesus wanted to lay it all out for the disciples. He knew full well what was about to take place. He knew that he would not be long for this world. The cross loomed large. Just previous to this passage, Jesus makes it clear that his death was imminent. My children, he said, I will be with you only a little longer. Even though he had been talking about such things for a long time, the reality of all of this was a, a bitter pill to swallow for the disciples. Peter chimed in and he asked, Lord, where are you going? And with that, Christ replied, where I am going, you cannot follow, but will follow later. We know that that the disciples were indeed grieved upon Christ's death. And who can blame them? Their whole world had come crashing in around them. They had given up so much to follow Jesus. 
They had given themselves over to his leadership and had such high hopes for what he had to offer, not only for their lives, but also for the life of the entire world. Those hopes were dashed, or so it seemed, as they cowered away in their grief upon Jesus' death on the cross. They had seemingly suffered a great loss. Christ, though, offered a grand promise. He did so right before his passing. He wanted his disciples to be well encouraged, even though he would be soon gone. He said to them, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your hearts be troubled. Just believe. Just believe, he said. Let's face it, these days of the COVID-19 pandemic represent a lot of loss for every one of us. We've had to give up what was once considered normal for a new normal that, as we've come to know, is constantly changing. We have lost the enjoyment of pulling for our favorite team, of going to a movie, or enjoying a, a play or a concert. Those due to graduate have had their plans dashed. There have been no proms, no award ceremonies, no commencements like we've known them. And guys, uh, we're awfully sorry that you've had to endure this great loss, this great adjustment for your life, if not a great disappointment. Just so you know, we look forward to honoring our seniors here at St. John next week during our 11 a.m. service. In talking about loss, a lot of people have uh, lost their jobs. 39 million people in this country, at, at last count, have filed for unemployment. We've been staying at home together, which represents a loss of freedom for every one of us, at least to some degree or the other. We haven't been able to sit down at our favorite restaurant, shop at our favorite store, or even get a haircut. Now, you need to know that my hair doesn't get long. It just gets bushier and bushier. I'm just saying. To top it all off, we haven't been able to gather for worship. I've so desired for us to come together for worship. I fear that until the COVID-19 pandemic hit, that I might have taken worship. Our coming together regularly, a, a little bit for granted. How about for you? Above all, some have suffered direct loss. There have been many who have died on account of this virus. Over 5 million people worldwide have tested positive for COVID-19, with over 1.5 million of those in the United States. Nearly 330,000 have died worldwide, with, with 93,000 of those here in our own country. In Kentucky, we've sustained just, uh, just under 400 deaths. The friend I buried two days after Easter was one of them. Let's be honest with ourselves. We are mourning our losses. We're doing that individually. We're certainly doing that collectively. Certainly those who have lost loved ones are doing that. But so is everyone else in one fashion or another. Even if you haven't had a loved one to die, and thankfully we've had 
very little of that to have hit our congregation, there is still loss to mourn. And we're doing that each in our own way. Those losses are, are called living losses. And we have all sustained them. We, we listed quite a few of those uh, just a moment ago. Like not being able to go to the movie theater, not uh, going to any sporting events, not going to our favorite restaurant. The list really goes on and on. Depending on how we deal with those losses, they can shake us to the very core of our being. Take, for instance, the degree to which we have uh, all been quarantined. Of course, that varies from person to person, from family to family. Some have strictly quarantined, while others have pretty much come and, and gone with some restriction. Regardless, every one of us have been affected. If your sense of self is tied to the relationships you have, and defined by the social interaction you engage in, then you've struggled with the, the loss of those interactions on a, on a regular basis. They, they really cut us to the quick, and we, we mourn that, and in a very real way, we grieve that. You've found yourself upset that you can't relate to others like you did before. And if you're not upset, then, then you're certainly sad. I know Cheryl and I have been that way and not being able to see Henry and Owen like we had been seeing them. If your sense of self is tied to your work, then a layoff, or even the, the possibility of being laid off, brings on all sorts of stress and anxiety. And not just because a layoff represents a loss of income. Even working from home and, and doing your, your work differently than than the way you did it before the pandemic, can bring all sorts of stress and anxiety. When you layer in these sorts of things, and so many others, notwithstanding a, a deep concern for what the future holds, no wonder this has been such a tough time. Let not your hearts be troubled, says Jesus. Just believe. Just believe. Christ's word to just believe is a word not only for the present, but for the future as well, stretching all the way to eternity. The NIV Study Bible succinctly states, trust is the antidote for a troubled heart. Trust is the antidote for a troubled heart. Jesus knew that, and that's why he wants us to believe in God and to also Believe in Him. Let not your hearts be troubled. Just believe. Believe that God has this. Believe that God is seeing you through. Believe that God will bring you to a much better place. So it's a fact that where there is loss, there is grief. And as with all things, uh, grief is, is, is all in in how we deal with it. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is famous for her stages of grief. She talks about denial, where we avoid dealing with what we are thinking and feeling. We might even go into a degree of shock where we're simply unable to function. Fears also have a way of taking hold. Kubler-Ross talks about anger, 
where we find ourselves upset, frustrated, irritable, full of anxiety. She talks about depression, where we plunge the, the depths of despair, and that never is an easy place to be. Kubler-Ross talks about bargaining, where we begin to, to emerge from our grief. We, we struggle to make sense of it all. We try and find meaning in what has happened, and we begin to reach out to others. We begin to, to tell our story. And then finally, she, she talks about acceptance, where we explore the, the possibility of moving on, of, of emerging into what lies ahead. We begin to put brand new plans into place. A grief is never that simple. It is never, ever that clear-cut as displayed by the, the, the slide that you, you see before you. Grief has a way of just providing currents this way and that way, and we, we wonder if we're pulled uh, in, in one direction and, and then the other. We, we wonder which, which, which way is up, which way is down. I found that people grieve in all sorts of ways. They do it in their own time and on their own terms. I simply try and, and walk alongside them as they grieve. Make no mistake about it. Every one of us is grieving, each in our own way. There has been way too much loss for us to do otherwise. And so yet again, we hear the, the words of Christ. Let not your hearts be troubled. Just believe. Just believe. So then let's keep the faith. Let's put words to our losses. Let's name and, and claim them. Let's keep the faith. Let's be sure to stay connected, not just to one another, but certainly let's, let's stay connected to God. Let's look to find a, a degree of meaning in the midst of everything that is going on in our lives. Let's ask ourselves, in the midst of everything that's going on, what is God trying to say to me? And what am I going to do about it? And once this crisis is passed, whatever, whenever that happens, and it will happen, let's move on stronger than we were before. I will often share at, at, at funerals as families and friends consider a loss of a loved one, that someday, with Christ's help, you will emerge into new life. Life that is different, but life that is life all the more. I think that sort of advice is apropos for what we are facing today in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic. Someday, with Christ's help, you will emerge into new life. Life will be different, but it will be life all the more. And so someday, hopefully soon, you and I will pause to, to look back on things and find that we are different people. Hopefully we would have learned a lot about ourselves and how to live life more abundantly. Maybe, just maybe, we would have learned how to use our time more wisely. When everything clears, you and I will be challenged to engage life yet again, to but yet to engage life differently. Maybe we'll even find ourselves agreeing with the writer of Ecclesiastes that much of what we do is simply 
a chasing after wind. And if that's the case, we certainly don't need to be nearly as busy as we once were involving ourselves in things that really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. Maybe, just maybe, we have learned about what really is important. There's been a lot of talk these days about what is essential and non-essential. Most of that talk has been in reference to, to one's job. It's never easy to hear that what you do is non-essential in such conversations. It's not the, the job they're talking it's not the, the it's it's the job they're talking about, and they're certainly not talking about you. You are essential in every way, and so are those around you. Maybe just maybe, at the end of all of this, we would have learned about God's undying love. Hopefully we will be able to share all sorts of God's, God's moments. Moments where God has intersected our lives. Moments where God has leaned into our lives and has sustained us in powerful and very profound ways. God has been at work. His purposes are true for this life and for the next. Maybe, just maybe, we would have learned that God had this all along and that He was indeed the one seeing us through and that He ended up putting us at the very best place after all. Not to lose sight of our Scripture for today, John 14, 1-4 has everything to do with this life and the next. Jesus goes to prepare a place for you. But until then, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in Christ. Let not your hearts be troubled. Just believe. Just believe. And by believing, you surely will overcome. Let's pray together. God, in all the loss that we have sustained, in all that we have uh, had to face over these past days and weeks, we pray that uh, we have sensed your presence and that we have known of your, uh, your wonderful work. God, we, uh, we pray that you would help us to grieve rightly that we would be awake and alert to the ways that you are moving in our lives to where we would find ourselves emerging into new life, life that is different, but new life all the more. God, thank you for the, the challenge and call that Christ offers to where we are uh, to not let our hearts be troubled, but that we are to believe in you that we are to believe in Him. God, help us, we pray, in the power of Your Holy Spirit to just believe. And in that, Lord, we pray that we would be overcomers. This prayer we make in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God be with us all.